pesky pole down the line. Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I'm your host, The Rit. With me, like always, is my man, DC, the OG, George Sutherland. And we have two guests, one here now, one will be here in a little bit. Our first little guest is Chris Van D. And uh, we're going to be sitting there talking a little uh, winter meetings today. We're going to play a little... Uh, Name the player and the best team fit you think for the player. So, you know, we're, we're going to try to be a little realistic because, of course, some of these guys, we, okay, let's bring them the Red Sox. Let's bring them the Red Sox. We all love that. But some people just want, might not be the fit for us. So let's go around real quick. Uh, DC, what's been going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Living a dream, you know, being a dad, working. So, oh, uh, it, it, it gets better. It gets well, actually it gets worse too. Man, <laughs> too gross. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, George, uh, what's been going on with you, man? How you been doing? Good. Um, yeah, you know, busy with my new venture. Uh, but uh, you know, th things are good. Uh, you know, getting ready for the Christmas season. You know, all that good stuff. But yeah, on the whole, pretty good. Okay, and and Chris, what's been going on, man? Uh, I sit there and we'll, you know we talked a little bit online. Uh, you you went and bought yeah. one of our awesome uh, shirts, so I, you know I we'll, did. Uh, so how you doing? I'm doing I'm doing great. It's Friday at work, so got a little bit of time to join you guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. Okay, well, yeah, coming on. Let's uh let's start a little hot. So we're we're gonna go. Right up, right off the, the top of the market, and we're gonna go Shohei Otani. So a lot of a lot of rumors going around. You know, I I don't like three quarters of them. So George, let's start with you. Uh, where do you think the perfect fit would be for Shohei Otani to sign? I I. I... I mentioned it before, it'll probably be the West Coast. And my dark horse candidate is still Seattle. I, I think that, you know, how Ichiro is treated there is going to win big for him. I think he's done with uh, the mess that the Angels are right now and, you know, the Adi the, the Moreno Circus. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he signed with Seattle. You know, they've been very quiet. They did a lot of the little salary dumping and things like that. Maybe it opened up some space. I don't know, but I think uh, he he'll feel comfortable there. It's a shorter trip to Tokyo. Okay, DC. What about you, man? Where's uh, Shohei taking his services, or the best fit for him to take the services? You think? Um, I'm gonna go a little off the beaten path. I'm gonna say uh, the Rangers. I think uh, you have mm -hmm. Scherzer and uh, 
Eovaldi coming off the books in two, after 2024. Eovaldi is a vesting option for 25. So 25 will be able to pitch. Obviously, we were talking before the show. We don't know how long he's going to be able to pitch with two Tom and Johns at this point. But, uh, I mean, it's a winning team. He has a chance to contend right away. Can you imagine that offense? It could be one of the first thousand run teams in how long? I think it was like 99. Um, I just think it's a really good fit, you know, for him overall. Make the money and have a chance to win immediately. Man, and, and just think uh, next year, you know, in 2025, you know, you got Otani and DeGrom. Like, that's that's pretty good right there. Just a lot of question so, marks as far as health, you know, but on paper, looks really good. Yeah. Chris, what about you, man? What do you think the best fit would be? Best fit? I'm going to have to agree. It's going to, it's got to be the Mariners. You can't, you can't dismiss the, the Ichiro factor and how much he's appreciated there and how much he's beloved there. You, you can't deny that. And I think Otani sees that and, Right there. I mean, I think it's the perfect fit with him and J-Rod. I mean, that's sellouts for seasons to come up in Seattle. Okay, and we're here with uh, with a great guy on Twitter, Ballpark Buzz, Mr. Micah Storms. Right now, uh, we're talking about uh, – we're going over the free agency list, where you think the perfect fit would be. And, of course, we got to start off with the top with Shohei Otani. So, uh, Micah, well, what do you think in uh, the perfect fit would be for Shohei? Well, thanks for having me, guys. I apologize for being a couple minutes uh, late. You never know what uh, Wi-Fi is going to do to you. So uh, <laughs> we're up and running now. Um, but with Otani, I think it's going to come down to who has kind of the most money um, and also the ability to win. Um, and I feel like there's only maybe two or three teams who would probably be willing to go really, really high in terms of the price and who can also give him the opportunity to win year after year. My pick has been the Dodgers. Um, I, I, I think they were waiting for him. Maybe the Tommy John surgery changes a little bit of their their view of him at the moment because they're. if you look at their rotation, they really do need starting pitching help. But uh, I think he's going to be a Dodger when it's all said and done. Yeah, Uh the Dodgers are, I think, in worse, you know, position than we are for starting pitchers. You know, uh, if they want Kershaw to come back, Kershaw can pretty much, you know, say what he wants. You know, in my opinion, of, you know, everybody else is getting twenty-five mil. Why can't I? You know what I mean? So, uh, an extra bat in the lineup this year, I don't think is going to be beneficial to, to the Dodgers personally. Uh, my perfect fit is a team that is for the past two seasons has tried to make one hell of a splash and just something messed up each time. I'm saying the San Francisco Giants, you know, they're willing to spend that money. I talked to George about this uh, last week. You know, they tried to spend the money with Carrera. Something happened. Aaron Judge, something happened. I think the the San Francisco is going to be all in, uh, they're going to want us to take away definitely something that is the Dodgers want. And I think that would be fantastic for them to, uh, to do. So that's where I think, you know, the perfect fit would be, you know, stays on the West coast. He it's a pitcher's ballpark. So when he does come back from Tommy John surgery uh, and he's able to pitch, you know, it's, it could help him out, you know, with uh, the pitcher's ballpark. 
And that extra bat in the lineup, you know, man, they haven't seen somebody since Bonds being able to hit, hit in that bay consistently like Otani could. So uh, that's who I'm saying. Uh, next up, we're going to go Yamamoto. So, uh, Chris, we're, we're going to start with you for the perfect fit because you're on a time restraint. So where do you see the perfect fit for Yamamoto to be? I mean, other than the Red Sox, I would say I would say the Dodgers and, or or the Giants, to be honest. I mean, both are in need of pitching. I mean, I think the Red Sox are the perfect fit, especially with uh, Yoshida there. Uh, they were teammates before, stuff like that. I Hopefully that gives us an edge. But, I mean, if it's not going to be the Red Sox, I can see the Dodgers or even uh, the Yankees pulling for him. Okay. Uh, George, what about you, man? Where, where are you seeing Yamamoto go? I honestly believe he's coming to Boston. I, you know, I, I think that, you know, right now he's going around, he's doing his road show and everything. They've already said that nothing's happening until after the winter meetings. He wants to spotlight to himself. Um, and I think he, you know, I, I, from all accounts, he and Yoshida got along. Um, you know, he does. He's going on the record saying, "Listen, I don't care if I play with another Japanese player," which is refreshing. But mm -hmm. you know, I think that, yeah, I think he's coming to Boston. I really do, because I, 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 I think that John Henry's going to open the checkbook. You know, he, he you know, he doesn't want to get booed again. Uh, okay, DC. What about you? Uh, I'm going to go with George and say I think Boston, but um, I can see the Mets throwing him. Mm -hmm bunch of money at him um, that could sway him but having Yoshida factor um, they got to make a move they need a top line starter I think it just makes too much sense I just hope John Henry can you know pull the trigger on that one Micah what about you man I want to say Boston in the biggest way because in my opinion this is the move to get fans back in the stands and get the excitement and and, and just going into 2024 the buzz would be real but I just have to kind of see the Red Sox spend the money first before I actually believe it. It's been quite some time since we've seen them open up a checkbook like that. Um, I, I think the Giants are a real competitor. Um, I, I think that ballpark would be perfect for him. Um, it's a pitcher's ballpark. And uh, West Coast, they need a, a big name, a big free agent to go there. The only thing with the Giants is – I can't think of a time when they were able to sign a free agent for a hundred and fifty plus million dollars. Like I just don't know when the last time they've done that. So this would be a first, um, but it hasn't been for lack of effort over the last couple of years. They've been, like you said, they've been in on players. Um, I, I have a feeling he could go there, but I really hope I'm wrong, and I really hope uh, George is is right and he comes to Boston because. That would be that would be a game changer, and it would really, I feel like, cement uh, Breslow as the guy for to lead the Red Sox in, in over the next uh, couple of years. Well, let let's just keep keep it going here. Three up top, we got I, my heart telling me Boston. Like there isn't too many other teams that can say they they know how to treat and cater to Japanese players like the Red Sox. So uh, I really want to sit there and say that, you know, Koji has been helping us 
you know, you got to sit there and say he's going to have to take in consideration with Yoshida how, you know, well he's been treated here and welcomed by the Boston sports. And, you know, like you said, Micah, with John Henry, these these Red Sox fans aren't going to be happy with uh, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery combination. The, 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 they're not. They need that one big name that's uh, going to be like all in. And I think that has to be Yamamoto. So I'm saying Yamamoto best fit will be Boston for not only the team, but for the city, you know, and the fans as well. Let's go uh, Blake Snell. So DC, let's start with you. Where are you thinking uh, Blake Snell's perfect fit could be? Um. I'm going to say, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I'd say the Cardinals. I think they're in desperate need of pitching. Um, they're willing to overpay. Uh, <clears throat> I really wouldn't mind him in Boston. I, I'm a big fan of him, to be honest with you. Obviously, it's not the big splash like Yamamoto, but he still is an ace. And, uh, you know, he's proved it in the postseason. But I'd say if I had to put a shot in the dark, probably the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. George, what about you? I think the Dodgers will will, will tab him. Um they they're in, you know as we said before they're in the same boat the Red Sox are they they need they need quality arms so you know, I think he, I think he goes to LA Chris what about you I mean with the Artie Moreno shit show that he runs I could see him actually going to the yeah that would be wild <laughs> that would be crazy wouldn't it <laughs> I could see it though. that that's my dark horse okay. Michael, what about you? I would be very upset if the Red Sox signed him. Um, I, I think the the walks, um, the high pitch count that he always has, the, he doesn't very he doesn't work deep into games. I just don't see him aging well. Um, so I, I don't want him in Boston. I think the Dodgers would be a great fit because they they seem to identify pitchers who they can maximize their value. And if he goes five innings, if he goes six innings, that's fine. They're just worried about putting up zeros. And I feel like he could find a lot of success in LA because they have the pitching program to, you know, not overwork him. Whereas if he goes to the Red Sox, the Red Sox are going to expect him to throw a hundred to 110 pitches every start work deep into games. And I just don't know if that is who Blake Snell is as a pitcher. I think he's more of a five, six inning, um, inning max pitcher. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm right with you, Micah. I don't really care for Blake Snell coming to those Red Sox. He, yeah, he has two Cy Youngs. That's nice. But we blow up our bullpen enough as it is, you know, and to put that extra, you're paying this man to, to be a starting pitcher, not to pitch five, six innings. You know, we need him to go six, six and a third, you know, sometimes seven innings. And his arm, I just don't see it being able to go that for the long haul. Uh, I think Blake Snell is perfect fit. Stay out in the West Coast uh, is with the Dodgers. So uh, I think I think the Dodgers, you know, once in my OK, if we're going by what I'm saying, once they missed on Yamamoto, once they missed on Otani, you know, they got to they got to bring somebody in and I think it's going to be Blake Snell. So next up, we're going to we're going to go Cody Bellinger. So uh, let's start with uh, George. 
George, where where do you think the perfect for, for Cody would be? I think the Yankees are going to try to sign him. I really do. Um, they need an outfielder. Uh, he can also play first base and did it fairly well. No, you know, right now they're they got Rizzo penciled in there, but you know, he's coming off the concussion thing, so you know you don't know what you're going to get there. He should come back fine. He's a, he's a quality vet, but I think the Yankees are going to go full court press on him. Okay, Chris, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with George. It's it's going to be the Yankees. I mean, the short porch is perfect for him, and they need an outfielder, especially since you know Giancarlo is going to. You know, probably go out third or fourth game this year for the season for <laughs> for sub toe or a hangnail. Okay, yeah. DC, what about you, man? Um, no, I agree with the Yankees. I think it's the most obvious answer. Uh, but if I had to pick a dark horse, if Seattle wants to spend, which they don't typically do under a new president, I'd say maybe the Mariners. Um, you know, they need he has a really low, I mean, a really low uh, strikeout rate last year. They need to, you know, keep pace with the Rangers, you know, so eventually they're going to spend eventually. But if I had to pick, I, I think uh, the Yankees are the most obvious choice. Michael, what about you? I, I think the Yankees are a good choice, but I think if you're him, I think you've refound your MVP um, form in Chicago. The Cubs are going to spend, and I think if you're comfortable where you are, I think you stay because – you know, you you know you can have success there. Going to the Yankees, that's probably the the opposite of being comfortable because they're going to expect him to put up big, big, big numbers. Um, whereas if he stays in Chicago, I think the fans already love him. So I'm going to go with the Cubs because they they have money to spend. They need to be aggressive, and they already have that relationship with him. Oh man, Michael, you you, you took my you took my my team like. I, I'm thinking he's going to resign with the Cubs just because overall they need uh, one outfielder, a first baseman, and third base. You know, George and I, when we had Crawley on, like that's their key holes that they have. And Bellinger plays two out of three of those. So I think he's going to be a perfect fit uh, for Chicago. I think that he's just he's going to resign with them uh, and just – hopefully potentially shut the Yankees out of all conversations. So next up, let's go reliever. Let's go left-hand dominance. Uh, let's go Josh Hader. So, Micah, let's start with you. Where where would you sit there and think the perfect location for Hader to end up be? If you look at MLB trade rumors, the deal that he is supposed to be getting is ridiculous. It's like six years, $110 million. Um, I, I do think someone may throw that type of money at him. Um, when you look at who could do that, I, the Rangers come to mind. They, they like to spend, um, and they need a, a closer. Their bullpen was really good uh, in October last year, but it was not very good during the regular season. So I think Hater. Um, could go to Texas, and I think he could really stabilize that bullpen. Um, I just going going a hundred plus million for a reliever that just seems crazy. Um, but I, it would not shock me if that's what he actually gets. Okay, uh, Chris, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, it's the Rangers is the obvious choice. I mean, they're willing to spend. They're just coming off the World Series. 
you know, and with that kind of money coming, you know, coming in from the World Series and everything else, they're they're the team that's in need, and that would somewhat solidify their rotation and their bullpen too. Okay, George, what about you, man? I'm going St. Louis Cardinals. I think that they've already added three veteran older pitchers. I think that they can really solidify their pitching staff by putting Hader at the back end. Um, the question is, do they want to pay? I don't think he's getting paid that much. I mean, I I, I think you're right. I mean, that that's a lot of money. Uh, he's already familiar with the division too, so mm-hmm. yeah. I, th- I think uh, yeah, I think St. Louis could tab him. Okay, DC, where are you thinking? I'm going to ride the uh, Rangers train. I think uh, you move the clerk to the uh, eighth inning. You get rid of Aradis Chapman and uh, his uh, meltdowns. I mean, he almost cost him a, you know, a good amount of games in the playoffs. Um, ship the clerk to the eighth, get her hold down to ninth. I think that's a pretty solid one-two punch. And they're, they're willing to spend. Like, that is a crazy amount of money for a reliever. But, you know, like like they said, uh, coming off that World Series uh, championship, they want to keep things rolling. So I think that they uh, – I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, what was it? Diaz got the record for a reliever five for what 102, you know, last year. Uh, yeah. it, it'd be crazy to sit there and think that that you know, haters gonna one up them. I was tossing back and forth between two teams, and my runner up is Dombrowski with the Phillies. So, but then I was thinking, well, last time that this team went out and got a solid. 100% closer, they won a World Series. I can see the hater going to the Chicago Cubs. You know, he's familiar with the division. Uh, like I said, last time they went and got Chapman, they won the World Series. You know, so I think hater could be that piece in the bullpen to help him close out games, you know, and I already have him, you know, taking Bellinger and bringing him back. So, and they're willing to sit there and, and make a splash this offseason. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to sit there and go uh Cubs. So let's uh let's just get the cat out of the bag. Jordan Montgomery. You know, he's he's off seasons in Boston. It's looking pretty nice. His his wife's doing a residency right up there. So uh DC, what are you thinking? Um I want to say he's the one-two punch with uh, Yamamoto for uh, the Sox, but if it wasn't the Sox, I'd say the Rangers probably throw a bunch of money at him too. He's proven there, you know, he helped them win a championship. So he has the pedigree in the in the postseason. And, you know, like Mike just said, you perform well in, a, you know, in an area that you're comfortable in, you know, it just makes a lot of sense. But okay. I, would, I would love to see him in Boston. Oh. He's on my fantasy team, so it <laughs> would be sweet. George, what about you, man? Um, I think he is the one-two punch with Yamamoto coming to Boston. Um, yeah, fortunately, his wife's doing a residency in one, in one of the big hospitals in town. So, yeah, I think there's there's he doesn't have to worry about his family. You know, she's you know she's close. He can you know whatever whatever arrangements he's making now. He's working out over at Boston College. He's uh, a fifteen minute uh, green Green Line ride to the to state to Fenway. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think he's coming. I think he's coming to Boston. I think that he's he's got a chance to feel get a feel for the city, and 
Yeah, it's all about family too. He can be close to his wife during the season. Chris, what about you, man? Took the words right out of my mouth. I think he's coming to Boston. I mean, I, with the way everything works out, it's all about location, location, location. It's just you know how to keep the price right. The thing that's going to hamper Boston is that millionaires tax too. When it comes to signing these guys, yep, uh, that's that's a huge deterrence for a lot of those people that are signing there. But I mean, if you look at everything like what George said, I mean, the wife's there, the family's there. I mean, it's a perfect fit. But I mean, I could see him going back to the Rangers too. Michael, what about you, man? I, I hope it's Yamamoto and Montgomery, but I, I think it's going to be Montgomery coming to Boston. But I just, if that were to happen, I don't think Yamamoto comes to Boston as well. I don't see the Red Sox spending. million on two pitchers. I just, with what we've seen over the last half decade or so, I I just, I again, I have to see that to believe it. But I think Montgomery will come to Boston. I think he will be the big um, free agent pitching uh, signing. But uh, when you bring up Texas, you know, when you compare the taxes, uh, the Red Sox may have to. Uh, yep. overspend and give him extra money to kind of cover the gap there that there would be if he were to sign with Texas. But give me Boston for Montgomery. And uh, I'll sit there and also say Boston. Uh, it's just odd in my in my thing why he chose Boston. Like Everybody else in the offseason goes south. Everybody, Florida, Arizona, you know, but he chose Boston for the offseason – so I, I'm I'm thinking he's trying to get the the feel of the city, you know. He's trying to f- figure out how to get around, you know, town. Heck, I, I'll be his personal Uber driver. It don't matter to me. Uh, I'll drive from Pennsylvania all the way up to Boston every day, anywhere he wants to go. I'll so, bring him but, uh, uh, but I I really sit there and think uh, I w- really want Yamamoto and Montgomery. Uh, that would be ideal for me. I think it's going to be one or the other and a trade piece, uh, but. I, I really sit there and think the perfect fit right now and the perfect marriage is Montgomery and the Red Sox. So, and speaking of the Red Sox, we, next up will be a former DH, J.D. Martinez. So, Michael, where would you sit there and think the perfect fit for J.D. would be? That's a tough one, um, just because he's really, he cannot play the field um, nowadays. He's pretty much a permanent DH. Um, I'm going to go with the Cubs. I think he could go to Chicago, uh, be the big bat um, in the middle of the order. I think him and Cody Bellinger would be a great th- uh, like 3-4 punch or 2-3 punch, whatever they'd want to do. Um, but I think he could uh, hit a lot of home runs in the Windy City. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, DC, what about you, man? I completely agree with Micah. I think that's a great fit. Um yeah, you can't play the field at all. But I think, uh, you know, with that young team, I think he could also mentor a lot of guys and uh, hit a lot of bombs. George, what about you, man? I like the idea of the Cubs, but I'm going to say the Marlins. I think he wants to go home. He's a Miami kid, you know. He's getting towards the end of his career. Why not finish near home? And he'd be, he'd be, good, for the younger, he'd be good for the younger hitters. You know, you saw what he did in Boston in terms of, you know, getting everybody focused on hitting and people, you know, in that lineup benefited from it because he prof- he's a professional hitter. And you're absolutely right, Michael. He cannot play the field. So. Chris, what about you, man? I think he wants to go home. I think the Marlins 
are a good fit, but I think he's coming back to the division. I think Tampa's going to sign him. Oh, okay. Well, I I took our division also, but I took Baltimore. Baltimore. Uh, Yeah, the the way uh, JD worked with a lot of our younger guys when he was there, I think he could sit there and, and help out a slew of talent there in Baltimore. Uh, I, I would sit there and think that Baltimore would, you know, want a, an extra pop in the bat. They're, they need more starting pitching, but I think if JD's price is right, I think he would be a perfect fit and a perfect mentor for that team down there. Uh, let's go over to third base, Matt Chapman. So let's start with you, George. Where, where's Chapman going? Ooh. The perfect fit. Cubs. Cubs. We know, we know, we know they need third base. We, after talking to Crawley a couple of times, you know, he's he's screaming out loud that they need a third baseman. Uh, he'd be fine there, you know. Good, uh, good, good hit his park. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to the Cubs. Okay, Chris, what about you? Hundred percent agree. I think it's the Cubs. Okay, DC. Cubs. Definitely Cubs. I hate to, okay. you know, ride the train, but. <laughs> hey, when a guy Mike, makes a good point and takes it out, takes the win out, yeah. you got to roll. I don't need to say anything. <laughs> Michael, what about you? I can see the Cubs, but I'm not going to ride the train. Um, I'm going to go to the Giants. I think they need a third baseman as well. Um, he's already been out west when he played his uh, when he played with Oakland, so I think he's going to be the third baseman of the San Francisco Giants. Okay. I will not follow the train, even though George, you know, I, I pushed for Chapman. I, uh, I know. <laughs> last week, I, I sit there and said Chapman to the Cubs, uh, but I think that he is going to be a New York Yankee. So, I, I think I think the Yankees, after being uh, looking pretty stupid, not getting any of the top names that they want, are going to sit there and have to go to you know the second and third tier levels and they're going to go after a third baseman Matt Chapman. I hope you didn't just jinx that. Oh, I would love that actually, because I think he is going to be extremely overpaid. Um, MLB trade rumors has him for like six and one fifty, And I just don't view him anywhere in that area. And if the Yankees were to pay him that much, I would be all on board. Yeah. I'm down with them to sign it, but I just hope uh, they don't, I hope they still miss out on those free agents. I hope you just didn't jinx that one. That'd be awful, man. I hate the Yankees. God damn. Let's sit there and switch it up from free agent quick. Let's go trade value, trade market. Now, George, we're going to start with you because you you wrote a a piece for us that the video is being released later today. Where would be the perfect fit for Juan Soto? I... I, I would like to see him in Boston. Okay. Um, you'd have, you, the big deal, the thing with him is extension. All right. Yeah. One more year after this year, he's a UFA. Okay. I think he ends up in New York and it's a flip a coin, whether it's the Yankees or the Mets. I mean, both, te- the, the, both teams are going to go right wall to wall. They usually try not to compete with each other because it doesn't do either team any good. But I think he ends up in New York. I'm thinking the Mets, right? 
Um, the Mets need to do a whole new makeover after last winter. Uh, you know, they're, they overpaid on some pitching that didn't work out. They lost Diaz for the season and the WBC freak injury. Um, they need a bat, okay, and they need a, and somebody that can roam the outfield and do and and, and play it well. Uh, yeah, I, I, you probably ends up with the Mets. Okay, Chris, what about you? What are you thinking? Well, with everything that I'm reading online, I, I mean, with the Yankees stalling right now on their on their trade talks for Soto, but I mean they have. They have the pieces to get him, but honestly, I think I think it's between Boston and both New York teams, and the one that's going to be best to sign the extension is going to be the Mets. Michael, what about you? I do think he's going to get traded, but I think there's absolutely 0% chance he signs an extension. I think he's going to get traded, play the one year out, and then he's going to hit free agency. There's no way he's signing anything. He already turned down a massive um, extension with the Nationals. When he's one year away, he's definitely going to go hit the open market and see what his value really is. Um, so for a one-year rental, um, I'm going to go with the Mariners and Jerry Depoto. He loves making trades. They need a bat. Um, I could see them just taking a flyer on one year. They have a good farm system. They have a lot of pitching. So I could just see them saying, you know, let's see what happens this year. And then, um, you know, if they if it doesn't work out and they're not really in it uh, come the deadline, even if they're in the mix, that he could trade them at the deadline anyways because he just he's the ultimate deal maker when it comes to um, general managers in, in professional baseball. Any guy who's not afraid to trade his trade his closer at the deadline is a dealer. <laughs> D- Guys, D- it's been a pleasure. I got, I got to head out. It's been a pleasure, guys. Okay, man. Take care, Chris. Thanks, Thanks, a lot, man. Chris. Thanks. Happy holidays. You too. Me? Yep. DC, you're up, man. I really like the Mariners, like Micah said. Um, if I had to say, I mean, I'd love for him to come to Boston, but I wouldn't want them to give up all those pieces for a one-year rental. I think there's other areas you need to focus on, obviously, like pitching. Um, I could see the Mets throwing a bunch of uh, good players at him. You're at the Padres to get him traded. I would say, ultimately, if I had to choose, it'd probably be the Mets. I could see uh, Cohen just trying to make a big splash. You know, last year was a huge disappointment. Put all that money into that team, and they had an you know, a ungodly, terrible year. So, um Ultimately, I think he probably ends with the Mets. Obviously, really don't want to go to the Yankees, but I'd say Mets. Well, unfortunately, DC, I'm on the opposite end of you. I think that uh, he's going to be going to the Yankees. I think they're going to be really stupid and try to give up a whole bunch of pieces to get him. But I also think the Padres are are in the predicament of the Red Sox when they had Mookie Betts. So for them to get Juan Soto for a year, the Yankees, I'm thinking is going to have to take you Darvish's contract too, or at least a portion of that contract to help them get under the uh, luxury tax. Uh, if it's not, if it's not uh, Darvish's contract, it could be Cronesworth because I have no idea why they paid him, you know, what they did. It's going to be, they got to unload one of those contracts uh, I hope it would not be Bogarts's. That would be, that would sit there and kill me to see Bogarts in, a, in pinstripes. But I think it. I think the Padres are going to have to sit there and piece somebody to get it on there, like we did with David Price's contract, 
to get something in return for Soto because they don't want to look stupid uh, and not get nothing in return. The other thing so, is the Padres. The Padres are in flux right now. They their their owner just died. You know they they they're kind of trying to feel their way out. He, he tried to load up to to get a championship before before he died. I mean, you know, and I I think that they're trying to unwind from that. Yeah, you know, they're gonna have to. You're right. They're gonna have to unwind from a couple of those contracts. Uh, maybe even a Manny Machado contract. So, yeah. Uh, I, as long as he don't come to Boston, it, he wouldn't make it. Man, he was I, only I, 63. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's tragic what happened. I, I, I you hate to see people pass away that that young. Yeah. Um, 63 is still that's young in today's in today's world for sure. Um, I, I think I think the Cronenworth contract. I think that's a great um, attachment to get out of um, because it's not, I, I don't, I don't think you could possibly attach a Xander Bogarts or even a Machado because they mm-hmm. have 10 more years. Like you'd have to eat some of the money, but I just don't see any team willing to take on that for just one year of Juan Soto. It, essentially, if you were to do that, you would get no prospects in return. And I do think, they would probably want one or two prospects similar to uh, Mookie Betts. You know, the Red Sox were able to get Wong back and they were able to get Downs and Verdugo. So I think if you attach Cronenworth, you could maybe get one or two decent prospects in return as well. Yeah, and and the Padres, they need to get under, you know, the luxury cap just because they need, they need a, uh, you know, one or two starting pitchers. You know, Snell's not there, uh, you know, so – that they they need to get under to try to you know they need a closer now too you know with with hater so uh let's go let's go gilbert up in seattle what would it take for uh some team to come around and get gilbert from seattle let's start with you micah he's a really really good pitcher probably i would say right now he's probably a number two um i don't really see him as an ace um he has the ace makeup um, but we haven't seen him be that front of the rotation type arm just yet Um, i believe he has three more years of team control so uh, if you're going to get a even a number two uh in today's market via the trade and he has three years of team control um, I do think the Red Sox are a terrific fit for him um, just based on needs, but they would absolutely have to part with either uh, Marcelo Mayer or um, Roman Anthony. You you could not acquire a pitcher of that caliber with team control without giving up one of those two guys. Um, I think if, if I had to choose, I would absolutely give up uh, Roman Anthony for Gilbert. Um, I, I'm very high on uh, Anthony. I think he's going to be a really good player. But eventually the Red Sox are going to, if they can't produce their own starting pitchers, and they, they, they have Bayo, but that's pretty much it right now where we could say this is a, a sure lock for a big league rotation spot. If you can't produce your own right now, you have to go out and and make a trade. And you have to give up something if you really want to get something good in return. And... I think you have to give up one of your top prospects. The Red Sox outfield is already kind of a log jam. And uh, Anthony is probably at least a full year, if not a year and a half away from the big leagues. He's also a lefty, which the Red Sox have a lot of in the outfield. So um, I, I would be all for 
Anthony for Gilbert. Maybe there's another small piece in there as well, but the Red Sox need pitching and they really need to get back to competing because I'm not a, a Boston sports fan. I'm just a Sox fan, but I realize that they are really far behind uh, teams like the Celtics and the Bruins even. So uh, if John Henry's fine with that, so be it. But I don't think he is. And they really need to make some splashes. And that would be a big splash. You're on mute. DC, you're up, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I hate to piggyback off Micah again, but he made really good points. I think um, you think about one of those two. I think ultimately I, I agree completely that I think Roman Anthony is the way to go. Um, that three years control is huge on a guy like him. So um, I think you got to make that trade. And if you're not, like he said, if you're not producing your own pitching, you got to go out and get it. And right now is the time to do it. He's obviously, like he said, an, a year or two away from making to the show, making an impact. We need to win now. You know what I mean? So I'm all for that. I think uh, he's a great fit for Boston. And like I said, I, I just love the three years control. That's huge. Uh I'm going to go to the same division. I think the it's the Baltimore Orioles. You know, they can't spend money like other teams can. Well, they can, but they choose not to. But yeah, uh, and but they have that farm system that they can give give them the prospects they want. Get Gilbert for you know three more years that they don't have to pay for a top name, and you know yeah. just keep keep going. Like I, I could see him going to be traded to a, a team like Baltimore, you know, overall. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, we're going to sit there and switch back to uh, Solier. Uh, where would you sit there, Micah, and see the perfect fit for him? Boston is a good fit for him. Um, the You know, the right-handed power bat, the Red Sox are desperate for that. Um, I'm not sure the Red Sox are going to sign him. Um, a good fit would be maybe the Cardinals. Um, they could use a power bat like that. Um, I don't think there are three starting pitchers that they signed, although Gray was a, a pretty significant deal. Um, the other two were kind of minor deals. And I think the Cardinals are probably one or one or two moves away from really getting back to competing for the, the NL central. So I think a Solaire deal could make a lot of sense. Okay. George, what about you? I think it'd be a nice fit in Boston. Um, I think he's just going to stay in the national league. Uh, I, I, I think he, I wouldn't be surprised if the pirates tried to get him. They've been trying to find a bat. Um, you know, trying to with some of the moves they've made recently, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with the Pirates. Okay, okay, DC, what about you? Bring him to Boston. That's all I got to say. I'd love for him to be on that team. Right handed bat. Um, if we lose out on Duvall, uh, obviously, however, everything else plays out, but uh, I think he's a really, really good fit in Boston. He would pepper that monster, man. Okay. Uh man, I, I, I'm I'm tossed between two teams, but I think overall, I think the Marlins uh, are are gonna sign him back. Okay. You know, uh, a, a lot of a lot of young guys down there, uh, a lot of, you know, and, and he kind of like revitalized his career down there a little bit too. So I sit there and think definitely, 
it would be, in my opinion, the Marlins. So, next up, a, a guy is kind of close to our heart. Eduardo Rodriguez. You know, mixed emotions with him. Uh, could we bring him back? You know, should we bring him back? Personally, there's a reason why he left. Uh, let's not, re, you know, rekindle that. So, DC, where would you sit there and uh, like to see Rodriguez? Um, I'd have to say maybe the Dodgers or Cardinals. I know he, you know, he blocked that trade in the middle of the season last year, but I think I read a report that he's uh, the geographical uh, factors aren't really a thing anymore. Um, like we said a million times today, Dodgers need, a, you know, pitching help. I think um, it'd be a good fit. And then also uh, Cardinals, like I said earlier, they, I think they're willing to overspend on some pitching. They desperately need it. I think ultimately maybe the Dodgers. Okay. Jordan, I don't know what how I feel about him coming back to Boston. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little uh, iffy on that. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, I like what he did in uh, 2021 towards the, you know, with our run. But I think that was the, the last little bit of gas. I think he personally, he had left in the tank. So, George, what about you? Yeah, we, we've seen this act before. I don't see him coming here. Um, I think the Cubs might go make a run at him. You know, I think uh, you know they, they need a they need they need a a quality pitcher. You know, and when he's on, he's got great stuff. Um, you know, he's probably a a, a three or a low end two. But I think yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs did it. Wouldn't have to pack up and move very far. From Detroit, so. Okay, Michael. What about you? I don't think Boston's a fit. Um, if he's going to seek a four or five year deal, I would have been fine with that. An extension back with, um, at the end of 2020, 2021, I think it was. Was that his last year mm -hmm. in Boston? Yeah, yeah. I would have been fine with that. Um, but now that he's, I think, twenty nine or about to be thirty, I don't want any part of a four or five year deal for Eduardo Rodriguez. So. Um, I'm going to go with the Mets. I think you could put him in the rotation as their number three behind Senga. And then I'm still expecting the Mets to either make a big splash this year for an ace or next year at some point. Um, mm -hmm. But I think he could help stabilize that rotation um, because he is a good pitcher. But I think his days of like kind of leading a rotation like he did in Boston, I don't really see that being the case moving forward. Okay, uh, I'm going to go West Coast. I'm going to say Giants. I think it, it, that ballpark will help him, you know, with his career. Uh, they're going to be looking for somebody out there. Uh, I think he would be perfect fit out there for the San Francisco Giants. So, guys, uh, the, for, for the last couple minutes here that, that we're going to be running, uh, let's sit there and just talk. Winter weekend starts today. So uh, last year, a lot of you know, big names came off the board early. Uh, let's sit there and talk. Who do you guys think will be the first name that gets that deal done and comes off the board? So, Micah, let's start with you. Uh, what are you thinking? I'm a little hesitant to say that I'm not sure anything really big may happen because we know Yamamoto is not going to sign during the winter meetings, he's going to be meeting with teams um, the week after the winter meetings to kind of finalize everything. And if Blake Snell doesn't get signed at the winter meetings, 
I feel like teams are going to, the starting pitching market is going to be kind of stuck in limbo. Um, <clears throat> so I don't think anybody could potentially, any big starters gets, get signed during this time. If Snell gets signed, then I think the market moves and then we kind of wait for Yamamoto. Um, but I think the first big name would be Cody Bellinger. I think he will go off the board sometime during the winter meetings. Okay. George, uh, let's go with you. Um, for me, it's Shohei. Um, you know, we talked about this a couple of times when Aaron Nola signed. Uh, Dombrowski set the floor with Nola's contract, okay? Shohei is going to set the ceiling. After that, everything else slots in with the pitchers. It's it's the one thing Major League Baseball right now is everybody's pitch looking for is, is frontline pitching. You don't get it in 24, but you will in 25. So I think that if, once Shohei goes, Snell, Montgomery, you know, every, all, all the dominoes fall after that. Position players, you know, those, those, those can go at any time. But, yeah, I, I think, the, the, I think um, Shohei wants to be the number one out of there. Because he already knows that Yamamoto isn't going to supposedly isn't going to do anything after until after the meetings. So why not you know why why not you know grab attention? You know where everybody's eyes are on, are on Nashville would make sense for him and his handlers. Oh, okay, DC. What about you? Yeah, I agree with both of them. I think uh, obviously we're in a weird spot with the pitching market. You know, hasn't been say. I mean, obviously the Noah contract, but um, until Yamamoto signs or Snell. There's not much going to happen on that front. I think I, I agree with George. I think Otani is going to sign rather quickly. Um, and then it's going to kind of just fall from there. I like that little one-liner you had with uh, setting the floor and then the ceiling. That was nice. That was a good one. But I'd say Otani. <laughs> uh, I say a signing won't be the first big splash. I think by the end, I say I'm going to put it out there. By 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock tonight, Juan Soto will be a New York Yankee. That would be the, the first. That would be the first. Uh, the first move to come off the board uh, by eight or nine o'clock Eastern time tonight. Juan Soto will be wearing pinstripes. Write that one down, boys. Is this podcast going to drop before that? I'm just wondering. Oh, th th this will be dropping probably ten minutes after we're, we're done. Okay, all right. So it's going to be oh, cool to, to, to hear that, <laughs> yes. and then by eight or nine o'clock. Um, I oh, I'm going to be all over. Yeah, I would expect people to be uh, messaging you and tagging you saying, you know, where's your move after eight or nine if it does not happen. If nobody does, I will. Okay. Oh, come on, me too. I, I appreciate that. Hey, I, I sit there and throw out some crazy stuff. Uh, during our trade deadline show, uh, show, Micah, I said that Arenado was going to the Yankees. So. I mean, I. That would be a smart move for somebody to do just because he is a super talented player. Um, but I, I think he's actually in a perfect spot in St. Louis, but I, he would be a really good Yankee. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I just think that what it's, it's going to be a Juan Soto trade. I don't know. Something just tells me that. And, you know, package. I can see them packaging, like you said, Cronesworth with him. And then they can they can trade uh glabar if they wanted to not to us please not to mm -hmm. us you know but it, 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 i get the sense that like yankee fans hate torres 
And like, I'm not saying he's the greatest player. Um, and he kind of, he really has taken a step back since, um, I think that like 40 plus home run season, but I really think the, the juiced baseballs really inflated his numbers, but I still think he's a really, really good player, a productive second baseman. You don't, you don't see offensive numbers at that position that he's able to produce. And I feel like when he leaves New York, um, I just feel like they're going to be like, wow, he was he was a good player, and we really didn't appreciate what he was able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I just don't think he would be a a fit over here. Like, there's it just that doesn't work out for me. Uh, I kind of like, you know, I'm on Ed Hand's train, you know, with Maryfield. Maryfield. Uh, I, I do like him. Uh, if we wanted to go younger, I like Ryan McMahon out of Colorado. Uh, you know, if, we're, if we can trade and get him, heck, I I would be happy to sit there and and provide our services for a three way trade, uh, with the Yankees and and the Padres. Pa, uh, Yankees get Juan Soto. We're trade. We're send over Verdugo. We get Cronesworth for second base, and Padres get all that, Yankees. Uh, the whole Triple A team. Because that, that, that's you know the the names that are going out there like for what four five six people, you know going over there for for a Juan Soto rental that's that's ridiculous. So, but we we would end up with Cronesworth. Yeah, the only the only problem with Cronesworth is that he's a left-handed bat, and I just. I really feel like the the Red Sox can't afford to acquire any more left-handed bats. I feel like they have to trade um, a left-handed batter too, especially in the outfield. Um, like I think Verdugo will be gone by the end of um, the off season, but putting another left-handed bat at second base, and you know you can't. I don't think they can acquire someone with. I think he has four years of team control or something like that. You know, if you have Trevor Story for. Uh, four more years, and Marcelo Mayer is a left-handed hitting shortstop. I just, I don't see where you'd be able to then put Cronenworth um, in the future. I just, he's not a power bat, so you're not going to DH him. I mean, he's really a, a singles, doubles type hitter. I, I, I don't think I would want any part of him in Boston, honestly. Even if it was at a discount because San Diego ate part of the contract or somebody ate part of the deal, I still don't think I would want him. Yeah, second base, you need better defense, but you're also going to do it on a short-term basis because you know that once Meyer arrives, Story's going to second base, whether he likes it or not, okay? And, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I he doesn't he, he doesn't provide power. He's going to cost you a lot because of the control factor. So. Oh, well, what do you guys think about Ryan McMahon from Colorado? I don't mind him. He's uh... – I feel like he gets hurt a good about, um, and then I worry about you know coming from Colorado to a to Boston. Um, mm-hmm. But he is, you know, he's a little younger. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. It just depends on the return. Okay. Uh, well, what other what other options are we looking at for the Red Sox to be going after? At second. Uh, yeah, at, at second. Like- Maryfield and Anderson are the top two that come to mind. Okay, vet veterans. Maryfield, you know, I'm on the Maryfield train. Anderson, you know, we've talked about him before. I mean, he's got the talent and everything. I think he, I think he's got churned in in Chicago, and uh, don't know what he's going to be in the clubhouse. 
But yeah, I mean, I'm on the Merrifield train for a year or two. Uh, like I know DC's huge on Anderson, but like if if you if AC didn't like Verdugo in the locker room with some of his annex, you know, is he going to be able to handle Tim Anderson in the locker room with you know his on the field uh, mm-hmm. attitude he has? You know, I just think a change of scenery would be huge. I mean, the uh, the White Sox organization is kind of a dumpster fire. I mean, I'm not making excuses for him. You got to be a good teammate. You got to do the mm-hmm. right things. But um, mm-hmm. I think you get to a. I mean, I know we haven't had really much of a winning mentality there or culture, you know, the last two years. But I think a change of scenery with the right players. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be the a good one, is, you know, a little bridge. The question is who's gonna who's gonna keep him in check? You know, if, if a Justin Turner is on the team. He'll keep him in check. Okay. I don't see who else is on Trevor Story, maybe. But other than that, I don't come come back. I sit there and think that uh, I think Story has to be the the, the locker room leader, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, unless, like I've said it before, I I would rather not do, you know, resign McGuire. And I'd I'd love to get uh, Mitch Garber on our team. Yep. You know, the, the, to help with that, to help with that catcher until get him for three years for Kyle T, uh, Teal to get prepared to come up and don't rush him at all. So, M- Michael, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I don't like Tim Anderson in Boston. I, I think he is a great candidate for a bounce back year, um, change of scenery guy. I just don't think he's going to handle the Boston market well. Um, it's not an easy place to play. Um, and he's going to be expected to come in and, and really, well, how are you changed after, you know, some incidents in, in Chicago? And I just don't think he's going to be ready to answer those types of questions in the Boston media. Um, if I had a second base option, I think Tommy Edmond for the Cardinals, I think a trade with, with them would be interesting. He he's a switch hitter, so you don't have to worry about just a left-handed hitter. He's a really good defender. Um, and I think when story, um, looking in the future, if story slides over to second, you have mayor at short, I think you could have, um, Edmund kind of be a super utility guy. Um, I think that would be a good role for him. Um, so I think he, there could be a trade there just because St. Louis has so many, um, so many of these types of players like Edmund where they're, they're really good players, but they might not be everyday guys or they, you know, they're not superstar talents. They have a lot of those type players. So I think Edmund could be on the move. Um, in terms of catcher, I would actually I would have liked to have gotten rid of uh, Reese McGuire as well. I, I think Gary Sanchez would have been a really interesting um, candidate because just of the power, um, you know, you could DH him at times too. I think Gary Sanchez with the power numbers, I, I would be intrigued by him as well. Okay, so guys, uh, we're gonna wrap things up here. So make sure you sit there, head on over to our YouTube channel. Uh, it's at BSEN 617. That's our, uh, our big, uh, company that's over top of us. We are doing a huge, uh, David Ortiz autographed mini helmet. DC, would you like to tell the, uh, how to edit it for this thing? Yeah, go to Twitter. Um, I think it's a retweet, tag a friend and, uh, and also go to the YouTube page and subscribe. And once you get to 750, we'll pull a winner. It's a huge giveaway. Um, yeah, really cool it, you to do that. We're so close to getting there. 
I think we're like 24 away. To yeah, I saw it was 726, I think, earlier. Yeah. I could be wrong so, about that. You know, guys, get out there and, and you know, enter the contest. Get this before uh, the Christmas holidays. So head on over to our, our website, which is down below DC and Micah, or scan the QR code up top. Uh, we just got done with our Black Friday sales, and we had tons of stuff going out. George, I see you got our hot cocoa mug. Yeah, you know, uh, De Deb loves it. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's a huge mug. You come with cocoa, candy cane, and marshmallows in a very nice package that was wrapped. I took it out so we, uh, we could better see it on camera, but really nice, nice setup in a huge in a huge mug. So here we oh, go. Man. Hey, uh, we were thinking it takes about an hour to do a podcast and listen to it. You got to have enough cocoa for it. So, you know, you got baseball, cocoa, and the pesky, and podcast. The pesky podcast. Can't sit there and get any more. So, if I order one of those, but, will, you, uh, will you hand deliver it to me? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. cool. <laughs> so, but, uh, but for. The OG George Sutherland, our guest, Mr. Micah, uh, Ballpark Buzz himself, my co-host DC, and myself. Check us out next time on the Pesky Podcast.